The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Have you ever stopped to think that the best and worst place to live is in your mind? Think about it. We can create our own destiny or our own downfall. It all has to do with the way that we choose to think and see things. Welcome to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit, with your host, Dr. Paula Joyce. Dr. Paula is here with her guest experts to show you just how to change that negative way of thinking and see your world in a positive light. Now, here is Dr. Paula. Welcome. Thank you for joining me today on Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor. It's good to be with you again this week. In my very first show, I told you that I wanted to use the last segment of the hour to answer your questions about how to uplift your own life and nourish your own spirit by changing your thinking patterns and understanding of situations in your life. Today, I'm going to open up the third segment of the show to your calls. So grab a pencil because in a couple of minutes, I'm going to give you the phone number to use. While you're doing that, I want to read a few of the emails I've received this week. One listener wrote, I was having a morning of abusing myself and then started listening to your podcast with David White. Your suggestions at the beginning of that show really helped me feel better. As a result of this email, I want to just take this opportunity to remind you that each podcast, each show is so rich in information that listening and re-listening will allow you to gain even more inner strength and wisdom and create more positive change in your life. Your suggestions at the beginning, uh, oh, this came from a um, psychiatrist who wrote, your show allows people to feel safe enough to express their concerns without expecting criticism, and you're giving good suggestions to people. I really appreciated that, and this one was fun from someone who, after listening to last week's podcast with Julie Giuseppe, this was a psychologist who then wrote, in all caps, I like your show and will share it with colleagues and friends. We all need support and I'm no different. So thank you. I hope you got that pencil because here's the information. Call in during the show to one eight six six four seven two five seven nine five. That's one eight 
866-472-5795. And email now or between shows to drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. That's drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. And if you're listening to a podcast or think of a question after the show, the phone number to call is 1-214-736-4460 or email drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. If you miss the numbers, they'll be repeated during the break. Last week, Julie Giuseppe offered a number of suggestions for ways to release anxiety that are useful to everyone, whether you've experienced trauma or abuse or just the normal stresses of life. Since then, I've had two different people tell me how happy they are. Then in the course of conversation, one revealed that he's been on antidepressants for years. And the other one said she takes Xanax to calm her nerves. I found it puzzling that people could characterize themselves as happy when one's taking medication to trick his brain into thinking he's happy, and the other one is taking medication to keep her from being overwhelmed by anxiety. The medications, however, do not trick our bodies or our unconscious. Whatever it is that we don't want to feel, that we don't want to face, is still there, and it's wreaking havoc under the surface. We can only pretend for so long. At some point, the truth will break through. When we are unwilling to let ourselves feel and to admit what's bothering us, the negative energies often create an illness that forces us to pay attention. We can then choose to look at the emotions and thoughts that are associated with the illness, or we can treat the symptoms and hopefully cure the disease. As we've talked about previously, however, if we don't get to the root cause of the illness, it will probably manifest as something else that we have to deal with, and so on until we finally are willing and able to look inside what's causing us stress and sadness. Bernie Siegel says it doesn't matter when you change, even if it's in your last breath. I hope that you can do it before that. A disease forces us to take care of ourselves, but it forces us to take care of symptoms. The real question is, are we willing to look deep within ourselves at what is really going on? Sometimes the medications that we take keep us from feeling and expressing the anger or sadness that's buried within us from years of hiding from ourselves. We've talked about anger and turning it into righteous indignation to allow ourselves to act on our own behalf. But what do we do with the sadness? Many clients have told me that they're afraid to dig into that pool of of grief, afraid that they will never come out of it. 
we must allow ourselves to feel it and to cry. As the Reverend, Reverend Dr. Lauren Artra said in an earlier show, that's the only way to heal. We must trust that we are strong enough to face the depth of our feelings. Tears actually have a chemical in them that has been shown scientifically to help people heal. The wisdom that God doesn't give you more than you can handle and what doesn't kill you makes you stronger is really true. We must believe in our own strength and ability to let go of grief and heal. As the sadness releases, we make room for the joy. We must empty before we can refill. While we're releasing the grief and anxiety, we also need to look at our current life. What's causing the sadness? What's causing the anxiety? Who are the people? What are the beliefs, thoughts, and attitudes that are keeping us stuck in chaos, fear, worry, loneliness, pain? Einstein said insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. Sometimes we tell ourselves that to be a good person, we must do X, Y, or Z. But if that means hurting ourselves, then something's wrong in the way we're thinking about the situation. So we need to turn the kaleidoscope put the pieces together to create a different picture, a different way of thinking. Some relationships must be left or minimized for our own well-being, even if those relationships are close family members. I have clients whose children, spouses, siblings, or parents are abusive to them. There's no virtue in allowing yourself to be abused to be somebody else's dumping ground. And it's not an indication of strength that you can take it. It's a sign of lack of self-respect that you're willing to let someone be cruel to you. My clients are often more concerned about the feelings of their family members, friends, coworkers, really everyone, than they are about their own feelings. But if we don't respect ourselves, if we don't take care of ourselves, if we don't treat ourselves with loving kindness, how can we expect others to do so? Often in therapy, we spend so much time focusing on our childhood that we neglect to look at what's happening right now in current relationships. We also sometimes mistakenly feel that it's our job to fix someone. We see their emotional pain. We know they're hurting. And we believe that we can make them better. We can help them. We know that there's something beautiful underneath the anger, the meanness, the cruelty, whatever is going on. The problem is that no one can fix someone else. Each of us has to take responsibility for our own behavior and our own lives. We must each choose to seek the help that is right for us when it's right for us. We have free will and we all have the responsibility to choose our path. That someone we love chooses differently than we would like 
is not our fault or responsibility. We have to let go of the self-imposed guilt. It's not our fault that they don't want to change in a positive way. The real question is, how long are we going to allow ourselves to suffer because of their choices? Sometimes we misunderstand the use of prayer and manifestation. A relation, by definition, includes two people. So if you're praying for a healthy relationship with a particular person, and he or she doesn't want to do their part to create that healthy relationship, then your prayer will not be answered in the way you want it to. In fact, you'll continue to experience pain and defeat until you recognize that your prayer is being answered with a resounding No, this relationship is not healthy, and it will not be what you want it to be. What you could do is change your prayer to, I want only healthy relationships. Then you'll see your life start to change, but only if you're willing to to leave the relationships where the other person is unwilling to participate in a mutually healthy and positive relationship. The quality of our lives is up to us, and we have to decide if the other person or people are more important than we are. Making these kinds of choices is never easy especially when it goes against who we have believed ourselves to be and or the way we have always done things. To help people create positive change in their lives and make the decisions that are right for them in that moment, I'm conducting a workshop in Dallas on Saturday, June 14th from 2 to 4 p.m., at the Dallas Yoga Center. I will be using my ultimate creative problem-solving process in the workshop. This is the technique I use in my individual, couples, and group coaching, my workshops, and often even my speeches. If you've been curious about how it works, this is a good opportunity for you to come and experience it for yourself. So do you want more from life? You can create positive change in your life by making more conscious choices. You can experience smoother life transitions and enjoy greater fulfillment. You'll be able to hear the still small voice within and gain new insights. Discover your inner wisdom and knowledge. Release your inhibitions, fears, and doubts. Dissolve the hidden barriers to achieving your goals and reduce stress and increase your effectiveness and efficiency. I will give you tools in this workshop to align and integrate the information in the right and left sides of your brain, the creative and logical parts of your mind, the conscious and the unconscious. You will discover new insights and revelations 
that will free you from past limiting patterns and hidden behaviors that have been preventing you from solving your most challenging problems and reaching your goals. This is true whether you're wanting positive change in your relationships, weight, career, finances, your emotional health and releasing depression or anxiety, in your way of thinking about things, or in your physical health. I'm offering this at the low price of $45. For more information and to register, go to the calendar events on my website, paulajoyce.com. That's P-A-U-L-A-J-O-Y-C-E.com. Join me and discover the right answers for you. Sometimes being nice is the answer, and sometimes it isn't. What is the right thing for you to do? Today, Anthony Casuccio is here to talk with us about his new book, Be Nice, Nice People Can Succeed. Anthony is a music producer whose work has been nominated for Grammy Awards, topped the charts, and received gold record status. With over 20 years in the music industry, he has worked on thousands of albums and composed jingles for radio and television. He owns an audio production company, runs a record label, and teaches recording techniques in college all while enjoying his family. You're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit, and I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor. If you're enjoying our program, be sure to like us on Facebook. If you want to purchase Anthony Casuccio's book or any of the books by previous guests, go to my website, paulajoyce.com and click on resources stay tuned we'll be right back with Anthony the voice america 7th wave channel seek greater awareness For a fresh perspective, from leadership development to team building and re-imaging your mission, Dr. Paula has game-changing speeches and presentations crafted just for you. She has helped leading experts solve their key challenges and can help you too, while reducing stress and increasing your profitability. With Dr. Paula, you will find common ground in innovative solutions. Start now with a free consultation. Call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, today at 214-208-3533 or visit paulajoyce.com. Step into the doorway to conscious choice, greater health, and well-being. Attain the balance that you've been seeking. Tune in and turn on 1111 Talk Radio. 
Feed the mind. Embrace positively. Release the tension. Step out of fear. Host Simran Singh will help you broaden your mind and open your heart toward a greater understanding of how to take charge of your life. 1111 Talk Radio is here every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on 7th Wave Network. 1111 Talk Radio. Because shift happens. Be the best that you can be. Dr. Paula invites you to meet with her for a -a one-of-a-kind breakthrough coaching session. Dissolve hidden barriers to your goals, solve your most challenging problems, and unleash your inner power. Visit PaulaJoyce.com or call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, at 214-208-3533 to find out more and to schedule your free consultation. Whether it's individual or group, business or personal, attain success with ease. Mention that you heard this on Uplift Your Life and receive 10% off your first service. Call 214-208-3533 or visit PaulaJoyce.com today. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit with Dr. Paula Joyce. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. That's drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. Now, back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. And I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor. If you're enjoying our program, be sure to like us on Facebook. We are here with Anthony Casuccio, and I'm so excited to be talking with you and about your life experiences where being nice has helped you succeed. Well, thank you. I'm so happy to be here today and and talk with you. I've been listening to your show, and uh, what a wonderful topic today, and and I'm I'm very excited to shed some light on, on the possibilities of being nice. Thank you so much. And I love some of the things that you said about the importance of respect, integrity, um, kindness. And would you tell us a little bit about how you came to these conclusions and this viewpoint of, of a way to live a life? Sure. Well, you know, it, it's interesting how this all came together to be put down in a book. Um, I think I've always been raised in, as, as we've talked about and I talk about my book, you know, of, of coming from a family where I had a sister who had some uh, disabilities in school and I got to see firsthand of the negative effects of how people treated her and, and how that affected her and, and having educators for parents. I, I've learned to develop a compassionate outlook on life, I guess, and and I've kind of taken that outlook um, with me from whatever I've done, and I, I chose the music industry, a very fast-paced, cutthroat industry, and basically, I, I just always tried to do the right thing, and, and by doing so, it's, it opened up a lot of doors and and kept me on the right path and, and, and created positive opportunities for me, and I guess I really didn't know that that was happening. I just happened to have a lot of success. And 
because of that success, I was asked to go out and talk at various colleges and high school um, seminars and, and workshops, and, and I started sharing all these stories, and through that, I, I realized there was a common thread with these stories that I was sharing about successes that I had or, or possible failures that I rose above, and I realized that the underlying theme was I always tried to do the right thing. I always really carried myself with integrity and treated everybody around me with respect. And, you know, sharing these stories with, with these students, you know, normally they tune out after 15, 20 minutes, you know. Um, I teach, so I do realize that. But they were very interested, and I kept their attention, and I kept them engaged. And I thought to myself, wow, this is a great message. I was more talking about the music and the things, but I realized that the be nice and the ask and the respectfulness really got their attention, and I decided that I wanted to share these stories, and someone said, you know, you should put these down in a book. It might help you with getting on a speak it, speaking circuit or doing more of these presentations. So that's, that's how I culminated this book. I, I just started putting down all these stories that I was sharing with these kids and realized that doing the right thing and being nice can actually lead to success. Fabulous, and um, and you're living proof. So that's it's always um, wonderful when people don't just tell you what they should, do, what you should do, but they live the example and show the way. Um, one of the stories that you talk about in your book is uh, how you worked for somebody as um, for uh, doing really starting with menial work, sweeping the floors in order to learn what you wanted to learn. Would you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. So when I was when I was in college, I it turned out I needed one credit to graduate, and I'm there really weren't any courses that were offered for one credit. And we had a studio manager of where the school that I went to that a lot of the students didn't really care for, and, and they voiced their opinions with this person. She, she had a lot of knowledge. She just, I guess, didn't convey it in the most positive manner. And, you know, young kids thinking they know it all and, you know, being on top of the world or thinking they are didn't treat her in the, in the best light. Well, I never partake or took in that, you know, approach of, of, you know, kind of talking bad about her or other things. So I, I said, you know what, I want to see if I can do an internship with this studio manager and, and see if I can get a credit. So when I approached her, she looked at me like, you're crazy. Why do you want to work with me? And, you know, she said that to me. And I said, well, listen, you have some knowledge that I, I need to learn. And what better place to learn it here with you and in college and I could get a credit. And she looked at me and she goes, really, I, I know what you guys say about me and I know how you guys talk behind my back and make things difficult. And I said, hey, that's not me. And you know what? I'll prove it to you. So she said, okay, I'm, I'm going to put you through the ringer if you want to do this internship. So I, I agreed. And sure enough, the first couple of weeks, I, I mopped the floors, I cleaned the toilets, I emptied the trash, I did all the menial tasks that are associated with the music industry anyway when you go out in the real world sometimes. But I did those with a smile on my face, came back to her and said, okay, what's next? Well, let's start soldering cables. Okay, great. Hey, let's take apart this big console and let's start doing these things. As the semester went on, I got more and more responsibility because I proved to, my, to her that I was here to listen, I was here to learn, and I was here to work. And 
So all of a sudden, as the semester went on, some of my students came in and saw me doing these really cool tasks and learning. They're like, what are you doing? Why are you working with her? And I'm, I looked at them and I said, why not? We've got someone with all this vast knowledge right here at our fingertips. Why wouldn't you want to work with this person? Why wouldn't you want to give them a chance? Why wouldn't you want to make the opportunity, make your, giving yourself the opportunity to be put in a situation where you can learn something that's really going to help you when you get out into the real world? So it turned out I ended up getting an A that, on that internship, which is one of the very few A's that I got in college, so my parents were thrilled with that. But the main thing that really came from this was, A, I, I learned a lot about technology. I learned how to work with somebody that might not be the positive, most positive person in conveying their their needs and their desires, you know, and, and in the work world. Um, but it didn't bother me. I, I just knew what I needed to do. But the big thing that changed my life was when I graduated, a major record label came calling looking for a production person. And, of course, my name was the one that was put forward. Now, I'm sure maybe there were a couple other names, but my name was one of those that was put forward. And I went to New York City, and within three weeks, I landed a dream job. And I attribute, I think, my success in at least getting the opportunity to get that interview through my working with this person and, and giving her the benefit of the doubt, not judging her, and also working very hard for her. And it changed my life. It opened the door to your career. Um, I, I love that, that you were willing to ignore what other people thought and to um, give someone a chance and treat them with respect. The, the other story that I really like that I thought has an important message as well, and I love the way you tell the stories um, as well, but when you were talking about the producer, Chuck Gerhardt, and how you turned that situation around. Sure. This, this, this had a... Okay, sorry, my son is upstairs. <laughs> um, my, uh, this had a, a, a really amazing effect on my life because I, I learned how not to treat somebody. And that's what is very important. Um, I was in London, and I was, uh, I was there as a, a producer. I, I don't want to say junior producer, but, you know, Charles Gerhardt, who, or Chuck as we call him, had this huge, tremendous career, gold records, working with un- all these incredible artists in the, you know, 50s and 60s, and he cut his teeth working with Tuscanini for, with the um, New York Philharmonic, and he just was incredible, an incredible musician, an incredible scholar, um, incredible producer, but he was also very difficult to work with. And I remember one of the first days I, was, I flew over to London and we were working with um, the London Symphony Orchestra players and we were doing some like, cover versions of some songs. And he really didn't pay much attention to me. He kind of just went off on the side and kind of didn't make me feel very welcome. We're, we're in this big studio in London and everybody, you know, was very welcoming and welcomed me in and wanted my opinions. And, of course, I was there representing the money as well. And, you know, on the second day we had a session, and I went to the engineer and I I said, wow, that's an incredible guitar sound. And right as the words came out of my mouth, Chuck, and I can't say these words over the air, but uh, (laughs) Chuck looked at me and said, we really don't give a blank blank what you think. And 
I just, it was like someone hit me in the head with a bunch of bricks and it took the wind right out of me. Like I got punched in the gut. So I sat down and I had to collect myself and I have never been treated like this. And this was in front of other people, mind you. And so I collected my thoughts and, you know, um, you know, was upset, and I, I went to leave, and, and part of the story, too, is that I, I went to leave, and I, because I was so flustered, somebody was standing in front of me and wouldn't move, and I ended up losing my temper, which I very rarely do, and I ended up t- asking this person to get out of my way, and it turned out to be Jimmy Page from Led Zeppelin, the legendary guitarist, and I looked at him, I'm like, oh my gosh, see what happened? I lost my cool, I let this person get to me, and I just yelled at one of my idols. Well, anyway, I got some advice from my boss, I cooled down, and Basically, one of the things that Chuck liked to do is he loved to go out to eat and he loved to go out and have wine. So when the session was over, I said, Chuck, I think we should go out to dinner. And he looked at me and goes, you're buying? And I said, yes, I will buy. And, you know, we went out and over the course of a dinner and having a bottle of wine, he looked at me and I just said, you know, Chuck, I have a musical background. He goes, really? And he wrote something on a napkin. And he goes, what's that? I said, if that's a circle or you're drawing a whole note. And he goes, okay, and then he drew some lines, staff lines, and he, he drew some notes, and he said, what are those? And I said, well, let's see. Do you want me to tell you what the notes are? That's, a, that's an F sharp, that's an A, this, that. You're trying to make a minor chord. And, and he looked and he goes, oh, so you do read music. And I looked at him and I said, yes, actually, I actually just completed uh, an orchestration course with uh, Professor Meadows at Juilliard, to prepare myself from coming to these sessions. And he's like, oh. And that was it. We just started talking about music, had another bottle of wine, and he was like a different person to me. And, and the next day we went to the session. He pulled out the scores we were going to record. And he pulled a chair up and said, sit down right here. And we, I sat down next to him, and he, as we were recording and making notes, he asked, you know, just, do you know where we are? And I said, yes, and he just pointed just to make sure. And it was a different experience. It's like he let me in. And the thing is, he didn't have to. And I could have stormed off. My boss said, you let him know that you're the money man and that you're making the decisions and this. And I didn't. I just, you know, actually following my boss's advice was to take him out to dinner but I, I could have taken a different approach. I could have put my foot down. I could have been mean. I could have tried to, you know, act like his boss, boss or something, but I didn't. I just went and I said, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to take a nice level-headed approach and just talk with him and see what happens. And the end result is I ended up doing a bunch more projects with him. I learned a ton. And, and he's not the easiest person to get along with. He's extremely brilliant. You know, he was a diabetic, and I remember uh, somebody sent me a box of candy to the studio, and before I had a bite, I went to go to the box. It was empty, and then forget that. You know, the next hour or two, you had to stay clear of him. But he was a brilliant person. He, he did have a kindred soul, was a good person. It was just, you know, he, he was dealing with a lot of things, and um, I ended up forging a nice friendship with him, and that lasted up until his death, which was in the late 90s. I I liked also the way you understood, you were able to find a way to connect with him that allowed um, him to treat you with respect. That does, that's not always possible with people, but you, I think, were lucky in this regard that you did um, 
give him a chance. You started with something that he liked, took him out to dinner, and then were able to forge that relationship and also that you observed his behavior and knew that it was erratic and part of that related to his eating and so you know you were you were smart in the way you observed and didn't assume well you know you can't really assume things and you know what's interesting i saw uh, something posted or online a while ago about, you know, every day people are fighting battles that we know nothing about. So please don't judge people. And I kind of, I guess I've taken that philosophy with me, you know, throughout life. And, and that same thing with this, with Chuck's situation. Too. We don't know what's going on. We don't know if somebody has some, something physical or mental or, or emotional. So you, I, I feel you kind of got to give people the benefit of the doubt. You can't judge them. Um, you know, like I say, don't. you have no right to judge anybody. The only one person who does is a judge. You know, and, and it's very important. And, and I've kind of, like I said, with Chuck and other people, I've tried to identify these things and live by these things. And that being said, being nice also doesn't mean that you're a pushover. You know, Thank you. Just, <laughs> you know, it means that, you know, I, I actually feel like being, being nice is, is a sign of strength. You know, that's kind of how I look at it. Um, and and you, it doesn't mean you have to give in. It just means whatever your response is, it should be respectful. It should be thought out. And it shouldn't be in an attacking manner. And that's, that's very important. That's something that I, I emphasize in my book. You know, it's like you can still live with integrity, do all these things, but it doesn't mean you're going to be walked on. Uh, that's perfect, uh, and that's a good, um, because we are at the end of the segment, that's a beautiful place to end. I love that you said that, because so many people confuse that very thing, that they feel they have to be nice at their own expense, and I love what you just said. Thank you so much, Anthony, for sharing your life experiences and wisdom that you've gained and the way you tell the stories and because of your connection to the music industry I'm sure you have a tremendous impact on the audiences that you speak with and I wish you the very best in continuing to spread the good good words and good um, ways of thinking about things and being in the world. Well, thank you so much. It was a real pleasure being here and talking with you, and, and thank you for the opportunity. Thank you, Anthony. Wishing you the best. Um, and if um, so, I, and I just want to remind our listening audience that. I'm going to open the um, lines up for you to call in during this next segment. So um, I look forward to taking your questions live and be sure if you miss the phone number to listen during the break for it. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, and I'll be right back. The 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. 
the best that you can be. Dr. Paula invites you to meet with her for a -a one-of-a-kind breakthrough coaching session. Dissolve hidden barriers to your goals, solve your most challenging problems, and unleash your inner power. Visit PaulaJoyce.com or call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, at 214-208-3533 to find out more and to schedule your free consultation. Whether it's individual or group, business or personal, attain success with ease. Mention that you heard this on Uplift Your Life and receive 10% off your first service. Call 214-208-3533 or visit PaulaJoyce.com today. Time for a fresh perspective. From leadership development to team building and re-imaging your mission, Dr. Paula has game-changing speeches and presentations crafted just for you. She has helped leading experts solve their key challenges and can help you too while reducing stress and increasing your profitability. With Dr. Paula, you will find common ground in innovative solutions. Start now with a free consultation. Call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, today at 214-208-3533 or visit paulajoyce.com. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit with Dr. Paula Joyce. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. That's drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. Now, back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. Welcome back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and I'm here to answer your questions. I want to help you see your life more clearly and create more positivity. What do you need advice on? Experiences, people, recurring thoughts, or finding the silver lining in a situation? We already have our first caller. This is Caroline from Dallas. Thank you for calling in, Caroline. Hi, Dr. Paula. Thank you for taking my call. Um, So I have this situation. It's at work. Um, There is a colleague of mine. And he's just really just kind of an angry guy. And every now and then, seemingly out of nowhere, he'll just have an outburst. Um, And I know on an intellectual level that it's not about me. It's about whatever is going on in his life. Um, And I don't don't know. I'm trying to kind of ignore him, move on. But it it still hurts. Even though I know it's really, it has nothing to do with me, it still hurts. Um, And it's, I'm just not sure the best way to respond to, to this. Thank you, Caroline. This is such a common problem that, and, and it was like really what Anthony said, not allowing yourself to be, um, you know, a doormat to to exactly. be. Pardon? Exactly. Because I, I want to be, I, I want to be nice and I want to be able to work with him, you know, on a professional level. But on the other hand, I I don't want him to walk all over me and, and not just me, but the other folks I work with. Um, it's, 
I'm just not sure how to respond, I guess. Okay, so let's take the ignoring response, which is a typical one that I remember my mother telling me. It was old thinking is that just ignore it, don't worry about it, let it go, let it run off your back. Words, you know, sticks and stones can break my bones, but names will never hurt me. Well, that's, it's not true. As you're saying, it does hurt. And so this zaps your energy. It saps your energy. It hurts you emotionally. You're left with the pain and having to deal with it and spend your energy letting it go. And the the other thing that is um, so um, detrimental with what our current thinking and knowledge is about ignoring is that it sends the message to the person, you can get away with this. Here I am, you know, come hurt me. And so you become their dumping ground. There was um, a friend of mine who taught anger management, and he said that this man said, well, um, I, I, I can't help it. Um, I can't stop myself from beating my wife. And the man said, have you ever hit your boss? And the man said, no, because the fact is we choose our targets. People choose who they can be cruel to who they can get away with throwing a tantrum who will allow it and who won't and so when we're the nice guy and we allow it we just invite it to continue to happen so how does one respond in a way minimally and there are lots of different ways to respond but at least minimally look them in the eye so that they have to face you they see your inner strength they know that you're a person you're not just going to absorb their unkindness and then you either walk away and say something like sorry, I have to find a bathroom, or excuse me, I'm late for an appointment. I just realized I, I, I have to pick up my son from the dentist or, or whatever. And you can have something ready to say that you feel comfortable with so that you, it'll, and, and even practicing in a mirror because if it's new behavior, then it's hard to do it the first time. But stopping the behavior, not like Anthony was talking about, not in a cruel way, not yelling back, but changing the topic and getting out of there. I need to leave now because, and then walking away. Or if you can't get the words out, just turn your back and walk away. At the very least, um, if someone's on the phone and they're doing that to you, you can do the same kind of thing. I have to go now. I'm so sorry. I'll talk with you later. I'm hanging up now. You know, and we think of these things as rude, but we're really being rude to ourselves if we allow that person to hurt us. 
It's like a round peg going into a round hole. They may find somebody else, but that then becomes somebody else's concern that they have to learn how to deal with it. But how do you protect yourself? Does that make sense? Yeah, that that makes sense. So it's really, you know, putting an an end. It, it puts you in control because it puts it lets you end the the negative conversation or whatever is happening. Um, but you're <laughs> not doing it in a you're not throwing a temper tantrum. Exactly. And and what happens if we allow them to continue to do it is that the anger builds up. It was like the situation that Anthony mentioned where that guy yelled at him, the producer, and then he had so much anger and hurt in him that he just dumped on the first person he saw who was just yeah. standing there and turned out yeah. to be someone, you know, he liked even and, and was an idol. And we do that. It's We pass it on because we don't know what to do with all that hurt and pain. And so to protect ourselves and to stop the behavior interrupting, asking a question, walking away, being polite. But if we yell back, then we escalate and the whole thing blows up and suddenly we're the crazy person. Mm. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. That, that's good advice. Um, you're welcome. And, and I want to just address one more thing, too, and that's the hurt that you're left with. Right, and, right. And so how does one get rid of that pain? And there are a few techniques that I'd like to share. Um, one is to um, say thank you in your head or under your breath over and over again because thank you actually wipes out and negates the negative energy it shifts it and you don't have to say thank you about anything in particular i mean you don't want to say thank you for yelling at me but it's it's the concept of thank you and those words are so strong their energy is so strong that it pushes out the negative energy that you have collected from that person um, another technique is is what um, we were talking about earlier in the show, and that's crying. You know, so many of us view that as a sign of weakness, and I'm not saying cry in front of the person who's yelling at you. You may go home at night and find a really sad movie and watch it or a sad book or a sad poem or just allow yourself to re-feel that experience and and let go of those emotions. Let yourself feel because it's connected to all the other times that that person and other people yelled at you and you didn't know what to do. You didn't know how to handle it. And so it just settled into your being. And so allowing that hurt to go deeper into other hurts and let it go. 
Um, and, and there are a couple of, uh, are, are these resonating? Do these seem like things that you could do? Yeah, definitely. Okay, so there are a couple more then. And one is um, somebody wrote in, the um, woman who wrote in about having a self-abusing day be- and, and, it, and, and what she was doing the rest of that email was that she was listening to the song Let Go from the movie Frozen to help hmm. her let go of those feelings. Mm. Isn't that a fun way to... (laughs) Yeah, it's a great movie, too. (laughs) Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And so it brings... Look at how the energy shifted. Mm. Yeah. Okay, and so laughter, too. Feeling good, creating situations that allow us to feel good. Not everything has to be heavy. Um, but it can, you know, it can also be, it can be prayer, asking for help and letting go. Um, if you're into meditation and, uh, and Eastern ways of thinking, the, the mantra OM, O-M, is extremely powerful in raising the vibration and shifting the energy. I hope this has been helpful. I'm so grateful that you called in. Definitely. Thank you so much, Dr. Paula. Um, And I hope you have a great day. Thank you. You too, Caroline. Okay. Bye. Bye. I think that that the, the kinds of things that Caroline raises are so important. And I hope some of those ideas are helpful to the rest of you, and I look forward to hearing from more of you in future shows. Thank you for joining us today for Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. If you enjoyed today's show, like us on Facebook. For more information on my services and the books our guests have written, go to my website, paulajoyce.com and click on resources or if you want to register or learn more about the workshop that I'm doing on June 14th also go to paulajoyce.com and click on calendar June 14th I hope you'll join us next week when we'll be talking with Dwan Washington an intuitive channel, healer, teacher, and author of the book, Visions of Earth Beyond 2012. This man is the real deal. He's my teacher, healer, and now friend and colleague. I really look forward to introducing him to you. And remember, if you think of a question about a show or a difficulty in your own life, Please leave a phone message at 1214-736-4460 or send an email to drpaulajoyce at gmail.com if you have a question others do too. So help yourself and them by asking it. You can do so anonymously if that feels safer.
This is Dr. Paula, your CM, or chosen mom, as designated by Bernie Siegel. Remember, you are loved. Just let that feeling wash over you and go through you. Have a blessed week. Thank you for tuning in to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. Please join Dr. Paula Joyce and her guest experts next Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Until then, have a positive week. We'll be right back.